1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: I'm on a board.
1: Yeah, he's been off the wagon two years. Off the wagon? I think it's off the wagon. I think it's on the wagon. You're back
2: on the wagon. Right off the wagon. What the hell do you know about wagons? I know enough not to get on them. Told you. There's lots of room. All right, it's time to play the bandwagon. You're going to be on or off. Sean Bajani, Adam Spillane, who's in for Patrick Creighton this evening, Chris Santiago producing. Let's see what you guys think about this one. Case Keenum just can't get any respect. You remember the Minneapolis Miracle, that game between the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints when the Saints came back from a 17 to nothing first-half deficit Got up 24-23 to with 25 seconds remaining in a playoff game back in, what was that, 2018? On the last play of the game, Vikings quarterback Case Keenum threw a 27-yard pass to Stephon Diggs. Remember Marcus Williams missing the tackle, allowed Diggs to run to the end zone and score for 61 yards as time expired. At the time... That game was the first in NFL playoff history to end in a touchdown as time expired. But as I am recounting that, many of you probably remember it and most certainly remembered who was quarterbacking for the Minnesota Vikings. Keyshawn Johnson was having a little bit of trouble as he was trying to make an argument um, earlier today. Take a listen. He's one in three lifetime in the post, and the only win is the, the miracle. The the eyes closed by the New Orleans Saints. You know, that's the only only one. Yeah, he wasn't talking about Case Keenum. He was trying to make a point about Kirk Cousins and how many uh, playoff games he has not won. Uh, he thought he was making a point about Kirk Cousins. In fact, uh, he was talking about Case Keenum. I don't know that anybody actually corrected him. Do you know this, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you mean they hopefully. just they just let him go? They just let him drown? Not sure, but... Oh, my goodness. Well... Hopefully one of the producers did. <laughs> yeah, maybe after the fact. Yeah. Um, what's that? You know, do they get an opportunity at the end of the show to correct their mistakes? You know? Like, we have a lot of mistakes on this show... Sometimes we get a chance to uh, clean those up. Other Speak times, other times we don't. Stakes. Well, you spo the. Let's see. What was it about forty five minutes ago? An hour ago? The thought, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I Who was right you, about that? Thought Ellis Burks was in the damn Hall of Fame. Uh, screw that the right. hell out of here, Harold
3: Baines. Ellis Burks, same thing. <laughs> If anything, Ellis Burks was better than Harold Baines. Ellis Burks not in. Go look up your
2: damn OPS plus, and then get back to me on that. (laughs) Ellis Burks. I'll ask you guys a question: Was Keyshawn Johnson purposely trying to throw shade at Case Keenum? Are you on or off the bandwagon? First of all, Ellis Burks was a 126
0: (laughs) OPS plus. Harold
3: Baines was 121. All right. No, I I don't think that Keyshawn. I don't think he remembered. I mean, first of all, it was a long time ago, and also they signed Kirk Cousins right after that season. After that season, They went to the NFC Championship he game. He wasn't even on the team. Yeah, they went. They, they knew. <laughs> no offense to Case, but they knew. <laughs> yeah, Case a nice guy. Case
2: probably knew. He had was his just moments doing his job. Had his moments. What, what happened the, the the next game for the Vikings? you Remember. I uh, know they didn't win. They lost by many 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 points. <laughs> no, they didn't win. Many points. Yeah, it happens. All right, so you're off that bandwagon, Chris. Yeah, I'm off, but that's that's kind of rude, man. Like, how do you not
3: That's a huge moment in the NFL. Yeah, but it's the receiver who made the who had the big
2: moment. But the Hey, the quarterback man. just kind of. What, what were the uh, what were the air yards of that pass? It was twenty seven yard pass down the right sideline, at least probably. And 15. if not for Marcus Williams whiffing on that tackle, which yeah, Stephon Diggs making a move. Well, Stefan yeah, Diggs If you remember, people crushed. Oh, uh, 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 now the name's slipping my mind. What did I just say? Uh, Marcus, what's his last Williams. name? Marcus Williams. People talked more about the missed tackle than they did the move, if there even was a move. you got (laughs) to avoid the tackle, though. They talked more about that than even the throw. But I would guess that more people would probably remember that it was Case Keenum. That's really the impetus of the Minneapolis Miracle. Like, if it had been another quarterback, I don't know that they would have even dubbed it that. Um, But because it was the high improbability that Case Keenum would lead... That game-winning drive, the way that he did, I think that's a large portion why it was called the Minneapolis Miracle. So you're off the bandwagon, Chris. Correct. I, I, I'll be off too. I think he just kind of forgot. But it's the continuous like slide of Case Keenum. Man, show that man some respect. Put some damn respect it. Respect on his name. God, I hope he's back to uh, mentor CJ again for year two. We'll get the CJ here. um uh, Next, absolutely. That, that was a hard catch, too, that Stefan Diggs made. Are you rewatching the play?
3: I, I, not the whole play, just the. Like, that was not an easy play. That was not an easy catch.
2: No, I'm sure it wasn't. I mean, but uh, was Coleman like right there and then he whiffed? Or, yeah, he, he whiffed on the tackle, but again,
3: Stefan Diggs had to make the catch. Yeah, yeah. And then he had to stay
2: in balance did he, too. Did he have to like go up and kind of reach behind him a little and bit?
3: And he he had to use his hand to brace him from like to keep Going out of bounds, up. right? Yeah. yeah. And to keep him up. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is
2: totally a stuff on Diggs play. Somebody had to throw him the ball, man.
0: Great.
2: <laughs> he threw it up. <laughs> Case Keenan threw it up along the sideline. Kind of like kind of like to the one uh that he threw Dalton Schultz where a, Dalton Schultz saved the season earlier this year. It was year. a la- <laughs> it was somebody had to throw the damn ball. Would Davis Mills have thrown that ball? Probably not. He would have thrown it out of the back of the damn end zone for fear of being intercepted. Case, he don't care. He's going to give his guy a chance. They would have lost the game. (laughs) If Davis Mills would have thrown it out of the back of the end zone, yeah. But if, because Case Keenum had the balls of steel and just decided, you know what? Schultz is coming down with this bad boy, even if he has to rip it from the cold, dead hands of that defensive back. Damn it, he did. All right, C.J. Stroud,
0: you got to be kidding me.
2: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm not even joking. A lot of people are joking about this. I am not joking. Last night at the uh, celebrity softball game at Minute Maid Park, part of the Cactus uh, Jack-led charity event hosted by Travis Scott, Brought all kinds of celebrities out. Alex Bregman was in for it. Travis Scott was there. Um, DeMar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills was there. All kinds of guys. I can't even remember. It was just a list of who is who. Well, after the game, C.J. Stroud is being videoed, carrying the bags of one, I guess, is she former or current adult entertainment? I don't know who she is. Performer, Amber Rose. Amber Rose. You probably know her more for all of the uh, celebrities that she's dated, dated, you know, shacked up with. They're getting in the car together, and I guess CJ was uh, going to take her home after, uh, for whatever reason, what idiot would be leaving Amber Rose, like, high and dry, taking her back to the hotel? I think it was a plant. I think she said, go ahead, I'll get me a ride from this nice young man right here. I don't like it. It's been a hell of a last few weeks for C.J. Stroud, offensive rookie of the year, getting all kinds of pub during Super Bowl week on Radio Row, on every single show. Great PR. Until he's seen in the Kim Kardashian suite. Um, And now this Amber Rose thing. Should this bother you as a Houston Texan fan? Are you on or off the bandwagon? Off? doesn't bother you at all you're not concerned about I'm not, this I'm not telling another guy how to live his life I don't need you to tell him but I you feel comfortable with this I don't care show up to camp on time be in shape all I care about live your life Chris yeah I'm off um, he's a young man seems like he has uh, he knows what he's doing um, and if anything I mean his mom will probably be like hey CJ you know like what's going on so yeah I'm off I um, you think his right. mom would have asked him that after the uh, Kardashian suite? Probably not, because of you know what they have going on with the whole prison reform stuff. All right, so, but um, good point. That's a really good point. So, um, but yeah, no, um, CJ is going to be fine. You know, the first thing I googled today when I saw this video on Twitter: prison reform. <laughs> <laughs> i googled amber rose prison reform like hoping that that's why he would be involved with amber rose like there's got to be a good reason behind this all hey right man live your life couldn't find anything i'm not gonna tell anybody how to live their life look cj's he's a legit dude man show up to camp on time he's done all the right stuff it's the just MJ. you don't want to see it like honestly it's not a good look it's just not a good look you can't tell me that it is. Show up to camp when on time and be in shape. When he's hanging out with the don't same people that have detracted other former Houston stars over the years, like don't, James oh, Harden. Don't break any laws. Don't drink and drive. Stay off drugs. Show up to camp on time. Be in shape. But this is like the gateway matters. to all of that. Like, is he not? Is he hanging around the best possible people to prevent poor decisions from being made? Don't do drugs. Don't drink and drive. Be... Show up to camp on time and be in shape. I don't like it. it. I don't like it, man. I don't like it. Live your life, but don't break any laws. All right. So uh, I'm on that bandwagon by myself. Just stay away. I don't care. I'll pick you guys up only when I circle back. Don't drink and drive. All right. (laughs) Don't drink and drive. Yes, please don't. Uh, Up next on Bandwagon, George Carl. Do you guys remember him? George Carl has reignited a Twitter beef with one Carmelo Anthony. Uh, This stems back at least five years that I can remember. They've been going back and forth on Twitter. And the most recent that I remembered was actually just a couple of years ago when Carmelo Anthony, then a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, tweeted out a picture of himself. Uh, from the Sports Center website, Mello has his eyes set on a championship with the Lakers. This is the one thing I'm missing, Mello said. This is the one thing that keeps me up at night, that motivates me because I don't have it. End quote, Mello. George Carl at the time retweeted that, or quote tweeted that, saying, and it kept our coaching staff up at night a decade ago when we were stressing the importance of team play and defense with a laughing emoji. Well, the beef had since died down until George Carl reignited it on Twitter by saying, Hey, Carmelo Anthony, he added him, let's not do this. You're telling stories that are 20 years old. Let's move forward. And you were overrated, and you wish your game was as efficient as Detlifts, Talking about Detlift shrimp back in the day with <laughs> this Seattle Supersonics. Carl wrote that on Twitter as he was responding to a clip in which Carmelo was reflecting on his time in Denver. And specifically, Mello was talking about Carl's first impression of the team ahead of a uh, revenge game against the Milwaukee Bucks. So kind of, kind of, Mello seems to have caught like a stray from George Carl. And I don't, I don't know where I'm
3: at on this. Like, well, no. So what happened was the story was basically the when George Carl took over as Nuggets head coach. He told Carmelo, Hey, you're overrated. And like, you need to be efficient like that. De-. And Detla was a really good player, too. Like he's he a really good player. Really good. And so Solar that was player. that was the point that he was trying to get across. And then Carmelo tells this story on whatever podcast that is. Mm-hmm. And that's where the first and I, I think that um that George Carl was kind of joking at the end when he did the whole overrated and de- you wish you were Detla Shrimp or whatever. I think eh. he was joking when he said that. But hey man, George Carl doesn't care. George, George Carl, Carl doesn't
2: care. I mean, he used a laughing emoji, so yeah. maybe maybe he was joking or maybe he was oh, yeah. laughing at Melo. I, I don't think George Carl and Carmelo
3: Anthony are best of friends. But let's be honest, Carmelo Anthony had some really good years when he was coached by George Carl. And those were some good Denver teams too. Well, that was the best years
2: of Mello's career. Oh, by There's far, no doubt about that. He had one. Carl real, he obviously had one real feels good like year in New York, boat, though.
3: Well, he had one good. He had one real good year in New York, and and so they went to the conference finals in 09 and they took the they took a really good Lakers game to a uh, really good Lakers team to six games, and mm-hmm. the, it was two two in that series, and then the Nuggets were really good the next year and probably could have won the West, and then Carl got sick. Remember, Carl had yeah. cancer. Yeah. And he had to step away the rest of that season, and that team fell apart. Once he did, they lost in the first round of the playoffs when when Carl wasn't there. Who took over for him? Do you remember Adrian Dantley? And that's that was a that was a that was a crazy team. Hmm. That was a uh, Carmelo Anthony. That was uh, Kenyon Martin, J.R. Smith. Like that was a that that team had some crazy guys on yeah, him. it. And bad. Adrian Dantley just couldn't he could not keep those guys in line the way that George Carl was able to. So they fell apart. And then uh, Carmelo Anthony basically demanded a trade from that point on. And so that team just was never really the same, and it kind of broke up. And they had a couple good years after Carmelo left, and
2: then George Carl uh, was fired after they lost in the first round when he won Coach of the Year. George Carl out of line for taking a shot at Melo? On or off?
3: I'm, uh, I don't think he was necessarily taking a shot at him. I think that he was just kind of having fun on Twitter. Bring it up, but, old news. But Carmelo did it first. He's responding to what Carmelo said on that podcast or whatever it was. So if if Carmelo doesn't say that, if Carmelo doesn't rehash that story, George
2: Carl doesn't say anything. So Melo's not living the life of no regrets, if you will. So you're off of that one, Chris. I'm on, man. Just mind your business. Why are you worried about what Melo's saying? Like, Defending himself. Keep it it moving. Keep it moving. (laughs) You know... That's that's By uh, the way though that's a great
3: story though of George Carl just coming in and telling the best player on the team, "Hey man, you're overrated. You're not efficient
1: enough."
2: That's very much George Carl and he's still very hard-headed, you know, tough, always kind of been a smug kind of a guy. Just not gonna. Neither one of those guys is ever gonna let that die. A, George Carl's an old man. He's seventy two years old. Yeah, that's not that old.
3: Your, your head—it's pretty old. That's <laughs> your, old. Head, your,
2: your head doesn't become less hard as you get older. No, I mean that's not that. I mean he's been away from coaching and even broadcasting and analyst work now for a little bit. Well, he's seventy two. Like, yeah, but I. I thought he was 72 like 15 years ago, to be honest with uh, you. George You're Carl, 72. Was, George like, Carl yeah. was
3: coaching in the 90s. It's like a like he was a young coach. Mm-hmm. He was a really young NBA head coach. He didn't look very young. Yeah, he looked uh, <laughs> Well, he... first of all, people in their 40s back in the 90s, they look a lot older than people in their 40s now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I agree. So man. it's a different, like, he, look, he looked young. You go look at some of those old games from the 90s, that's a young-looking guy. When he was 40. Are you going back to the early 90s yeah, when he was, coaching, he was coaching Sean, Sean Kemp, Kemp yeah. and Detlef
2: Schrempf and Gary He, he was young young hotshot. I think he was coaching in the NBA by, in his like early 30s. Yeah, I'm talking like 15 years ago, man, when he was coaching like the Denver Nuggets and not looking. We, we had cancer. Yeah, before we knew we had cancer. I mean, golly. The guys looked old for a long time. I, I vehemently disagree with that. <laughs> like, vehemently. Look <laughs> like at Spo defending like, the youthness. The youthful look of one George Carl, who was uh, the ripe old age of 72. I was trying he to do a salad now. saying, dang, 72's not old. I mean, geez, 72 <laughs> Bill, is old, though. Pete <laughs> Carroll's 72. But, Bill Belichick's 72. But does Pete look 72? No, he does not. Exactly. N- no. Wait, Bill Belichick looks old. <laughs> Belichick but, looks old. Pete Carroll does not. I haven't seen I haven't seen George
1: Carl in like five years since he's last been on TV, like, or at least I've last watched